Welcome to Upside Down Shark Radio, the premier pop culture podcast. Expect musings, musical interludes, memes, and more. Here are your hosts, Craig and Tom. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 12 of Upside Down Shark Radio. I am your host because I am the only one who is here every week speaking into your earlobes, making sure that you get the entertainment you deserve. Some people thought this day would never come, (laughs) but I am happy to tell you that returning after a long absence is Mr. Thomas Baker. If you don't play Return of the Mac under that th- underneath that whole thing, I'm going to be so disappointed. What? I'm getting a phone call now. Jesus, what? Oh, you're so popular. Hello? Hello, good afternoon. Hello, <laughs> who is this? Sorry. Hello. my name is Margaret. I'm calling you on behalf of O2. Am I speaking to Mr. Craig? Yes. O2, you say? Yes, I'm calling you on behalf of O2. Okay. How can I help you? Yes. Uh, I'm on a phone contract for two years, so I'm not really interested. Oh, you're not interested? Yeah, sorry about that. Yes? <laughs> yeah, thanks anyway, <laughs> though. Okay, thank you very much for your time. Have a lovely afternoon you, and a happy new year. You too. Thank you very much. And that was our first guest of 2018. <laughs> Christ. Well, this is a good old start, isn't it? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Nice to be back. The um, That introduction wasn't for you. It was for her. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's keep that in. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. How have you been, Thomas? I've been good. I've been yeah. good. Busy. Otherwise, yeah. I would have been wasting time here with you. Wasting time? Wasting... I'm building up a rapport with the audience. The best downloaded episode ever last week, the one-man show. Yeah. Working title. You probably changed it. I did change oh, it. Yeah, okay. It's now what to look forward to in 2018. That's, 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 that's good. That's and good. one of the things you can really look forward to in 2018 is following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that shenanigans. UpshardDownshark.com. That's the one. Go there. All the links are there. I'm going to really condense this. You've done like a... You, since you've been on for the last minute and a half, uh-huh. you've been like you're on the... the the advertising voice, like, yeah, I'm okay. Let's do this. Yeah, man, energy. Is, is, okay, is that is that is that what we can do? That you want to do that? Well, energy, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, let's do it. Okay, just me and you this week. I know, right? Um, did you have a nice Christmas? I did. I did lots of nerd, nerdy things. Nerdy things was the nerdiest thing you've done. The nerdiest thing I've done, other than playing an absolute butt ton of retro games, okay. is read Ready Player One. Okay, by Ernest Klein. I have read that book. Uh, Have you finished it? I have indeed, yes. What made you read it? I think it was just the hype around the movie coming up next year. Well, this year now. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I wanted to see. It actually is 2018 now, so there's no excuse for that. But it's just, you know, you, you have over 300 days of the last year, and then, oh, I've got to change again. I know. God. Such an inconvenience. Those are more, is it? No, it's not the Mormons, is it? What What's the uh, the one, the funny calendar? Gregorian? That sounds about right. Why not? Let's go with that. I'm on the Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian that's, calendar. That's, yeah, <laughs> I just. Make up my own day. Every day Christmas. It's, it feels like it. I wake up at half nine, which is a bit of a lay-in. I, I have to admit. Uh huh. And then you know, I just walk around in my tracksuit bottoms every now and again. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. I say every now and again because the other rest of the time I'm naked. Oh wow! <laughs> Thank God this is a video uh, audio <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you wanted to be a video, didn't you? Oh God! If only the audience oh. could see what I could see right now. Get your hand off that. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Ready Player One. Uh, yeah, I think because the film's coming out next year, it's had a lot of buzz about it since it came out yeah. five years ago or so. So I just wanted to see what all the fuss was about, really. And I really enjoyed it. I yeah. I mean, objectively, it's probably not the most well-written book, but all the little Easter eggs and references that I got were really, really nice. It's just very relatable. It's almost just like Willy Wonka for the... <laughs> nerd generation but uh, oh, oh, sorry okay, okay. he's still on one having having read it and enjoyed it thoroughly looking at the trailer again <laughs> it is gonna be hot garbage oh, God. the first piece of garbage of 2018 oh there's gonna be plenty isn't there um so i liked ready player one um i read it there was i don't read that much uh i'm, I'm trying to read more now like just even graphic novels. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really read is Walking Dead, yeah. and what's wrong, what's wrong with that? Oh, it's just it's, it's one of those things that. Have you d- read the graphic novels before? I've read Volume One. Okay, and it was okay. It was alright. It's like the TV show; it gets some time to get going, and before you get, you know. But then it just doesn't have any sort of definitive end. Well, it, it's like life, then Tom. And life sucks, <laughs> and then you die, and they haven't died yet. A lot of them have in the in the uh, graphic novel comic. I can I can recommend you some things which are a lot better. And they have an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yes. a bell. Yes, like you. That's not what the I'm end like, of a bell. Like a bell. <laughs> um, so I was subscribed to this Zavi subscription. I think I can't oh, remember. Oh, Z Box was it? I was, it was like that, except it wasn't that. It was a T-shirt and a book every okay. every month for oh, right. twelve pounds. That's pretty good. And Ready Player One, I only did it for like three or four months, and then I started getting just weird books like <laughs> The Night Manager, which I don't huh. think that's even. It's not very nerdy, is no, it? No, exactly. And then, like it says, not to be not to be sold as part of uh, not to be sold singularly. So I think they just had random stock. They're just getting rid of their warehouse crap. And I think that came with a Terminator shirt, which made me even more confused. Oh, yeah. So, but, so I read Ready Player One because it came in this this thing. I didn't actually pay for it, like, properly. Mm-hmm. And I was very glued to this book. We went on holiday and I was reading it up to the end, like, glued to it oh, dinner times I'll be five minutes I've always finished sort of thing mm-hmm. when I finished it and look back on it there's loads of references what it cleverly does is if you don't know any video game stuff whatsoever it's still a solid story absolutely. for you to get through absolutely but if you like Pac-Man or 80s nostalgia mm-hmm. and stuff like that it, it does help appreciate the book more if you're an aficionado of Rush which everyone should be there's some juicy nuggets there for you and the trailer for the film 
has the, the one of the trailers has the Rush song in. Yep. Because you Tom know Sawyer. people who don't know Rush only know that one song. It's like, a good song though. Okay, I don't know any Rush, any other Rush songs because I don't really care. You're either really into Rush or ah, it's Rush. You should be really into Rush. No, because you're one of those people that are really into They're Rush. They're so good. I've never spoken to you about Rush before, but I can just tell now you're a Rush person. Yeah, man. What makes them so good? They are just so ahead of their time. To get, oh, to get that God. sound in a three-piece. Beatles. Much. With all of that great conceptual ideas that uh, go through the albums, it's just, it's just art. It's just storytelling music. Great imagery is just everything you'd want from a musical project. So the Ready Player One trailer opens up with that song and just really... <sighs> the game in the book is like this massive online world yeah. where you can have anything or do anything and stuff like that, right? It's just like a complete virtual universe. Yes, so... If we were to make that in real life, it'd be a video game hub where you can go to different lands and there's different characters and all this crap, right? Yeah. For some reason, I just, in my imagination, I can't see any director getting the way I visioned it. And the trailer has 500 DeLoreans yeah, flying into space. It's and weird. Tomb Raiders there as well. and Overwatch stuff like that. characters. Uh, yeah. Which com- completely goes against the idea that it's a guy in the 80s uh, who was a nerd in the 80s trying to rebuild his childhood. And by including all these modern references and everything, it kind of negates the idea of what the whole virtual world was meant to be. Uh, and I just don't see it being translated into film good if you know what i mean there's one particular bit in the book there's a slowdown scene where basically they're rushing for these keys aren't they pretty much mm-hmm. to unlock the final prize yeah and there's one scene where one bit in the book where this guy doesn't care about it and he's just playing this pac-man game just playing and playing and playing mm-hmm. and it brings the pace of the book slows down right there and i don't see how they're going to do that in the film I just don't like how... I mean, it's, it was t- to be completely expected because it's Hollywood, but that they've just got a teen heartthrob to play the main character when he's meant to be this overweight, completely sh- shaven man. Again, it makes sense if you read the book. And it, they just won't do it because it's not marketable. But again, it negates the whole idea of what the story's meant to be about. I would say I'm a straight person, but I wouldn't call that guy a heartthrob. Would you call him a heartthrob? <sighs> I mean, he fits this whole sort of teen leading Those man. damn teens. That teen leading actor uh, model. He's not a unattractive, balding, well, not balding, but completely bald, overweight fat kid. You're saying the description in your mind was not this guy? It was nothing like it. Nothing like it. It was, it, they've done it just to be profitable. Well, we'll have to wait and see what this film's like, obviously. I mean, I will go and see it, but it's not its not going to be as good as the book, is it? But did you like the did you like the book? Oh, yeah, I really enjoyed How it. How many sharks? Five sharks, you can award it. How many sharks? Oh, wow, we're doing a shark racing. Yeah, out of five. I always prefer out of five. Uh, three and a half. Three, three and a half? Three and a half. You like the halves as well? Okay. Yeah, three and a half sharks, the front half of the shark. Okay. Not Okay. That's a really good distinction, actually. 
Yeah. If we have the back end of the shark, you know. It's not quite as good. It's not quite as good. Yeah. Um, so the nerdiest thing you do was re- read a book on nerd culture. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think you get much nerdier than that. We've spoken uh, off air about your Christmas time. <laughs> Did you actually do anything with your family? <laughs> yeah, I played video games. Oh, okay. What, what are you playing with them? Just some old retro stuff. I've oh, got okay. a Raspberry Pi, which I set up with Retro Pi. So just been reliving my childhood with lots of old PlayStation 1 games and whatnot. Uh, so. Illegal rips, I hope. Illegal, yes. Only yes. games I already owned. So. Yes, and uh, taking them off Absolutely. from the computer. And Absolutely. Because okay. why good. would I play games that I don't already own? That's... I don't know. I mean, own. Own? You know, do we really own anything in this life? Yes. Do we? What? What's one thing you own? Um, the sense of pride when I don't steal things. <laughs> don't steal things, kids. It's yeah. bad for you. Endorsed by Upside Down Shark. Don't steal things, fam. So you were pretty busy uh, before Christmas as well, weren't you? You weren't. I have not been on for a little while, have I? No. Is is there any, is anything you want to get any opinions or facts or feedback? You know, we appreciate it here on the Upside Down Shark Radio podcast show. Well, I appreciate all the references to me over the past few weeks. It's nice to know that I'm still in your hearts and being chastised weekly. Well, it's, it's more like it's we know times. we know you're going to listen to it. So I'm the only one. <laughs> you're the only one that gets the reference or something. But before Paul eventually comes back on, all these little oh, throwing shade now, just like before oh. Paul comes back on, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. I fully concur. Was a fantastic film, truly one of the best Star Wars films. On second viewing, it's even better than uh, first. So we recorded in advance. So me and Paul recorded an episode two days before it came out. So we actually haven't had a proper discussion on that film. Should we do it now? A month on. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> the Hot takes. The lukewarm takes on Star Wars The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to be said that hasn't been said already? Well, I think now that the dust has settled, all the hype oh, has kind of died it. down dust, a bit. Dust, uh, sand. <laughs> this <Right>. is salt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <sighs> once you see it, you'll know. Um, I watched it twice and didn't get the reference. What? I didn't get I watched it twice and didn't understand. Did you not? No. And then someone explained to me. I'll tell you. I only noticed I'll this. Tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, I only noticed this on the second viewing. Um, in the <laughs> first battle scene, one of the pilots that gets blown up for the rebels was James Corden. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is the, he t- plays the Porkins fat, uh, character, fat, fat pilot, like this basically bursting out of a rebel costume. Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah, it's quite obviously James Corden. Uh, so you've seen it twice? Mm-hmm. I have seen it twice. You've probably watched it because you're a massive Star Wars cheerleader type person, right? Uh, I can objectively say some of the Objective. decisions. Objectively say that some of them... We have decisions. you on record saying you stood up and clapped for episode one at the end of it. Yeah, because I was four years old. Oh, <laughs> Give me a pass, but I can objectively say that episode two isn't a very good movie. Okay. Um, but it's still better than number one. No. What's wrong with you, <sighs> you whore? Um, That's not very nice. You pork. Pork's great. Let's bring it. Yeah. But what, what was the point you were trying to make with this? What? The like. You said you're. Ob- you watched it twice. Yeah, because I'm a fan of Star Wars. Yes. I watched it twice, not because I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Okay. But I watched it with friends of the so- showstead, and then my girlfriend's like, "Well, I want to watch it," so I had to watch it a few days later as well. Right. So, I'm just saying, I w- I don't really watch films 
twice in a row at the cinema. And even when I say, oh, I'm going to, Simpsons film, <laughs> uh, for Ragnarok, I never actually get around to doing that. Yeah. So this is a rarity for me. To ha- I, I think it warrants the second viewing. You, there are subtle things you miss mm. that number uh, the second time watching you can Should we just have an appreciation for. It does, do we still need to say spoiler alert, bearing in mind that it's nearly a month on? Uh, I feel like if you're listening to this and you're interested in it, you probably have already watched it. Okay, that's fair enough. So, would you want to do... alert! Is that... There we go, we did it. You're like an old-timey con- conductor. I was wondering what you were going to say then. <laughs> <laughs> old-timey con- 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 conductor. <sighs> All aboard the spoiler train! <laughs> <laughs> and now it's Tom Baker. He started littering us with multiple spoilers that day. Han Solo dies, and Darth Vader is Luke's father. That's not in this film, is it? No, it's just spoilers, though. Oh, okay. Ray's parents is like a big deal, but no one actually knows what's going on there, right? That's that's the whole thing. Yeah. And even JJ, no, JJ. JJ Abrams. Ryan, Ryan what's Re- his name? Johnson. Ra- Ryan Johnson. Reynolds Gosling Johnson. You, you read it as Rian, didn't you? Rain. Re- Reigns. Oh, <laughs> Rain God. Johnson. Roman Reigns Johnson. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Dinner, dinner, uh, salty fans. This is definitely what people thought when they heard Star Wars spoilers, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no one knows about Ray's parents, and even said he even he said like uh, the next film might explore it, but it's not really a big deal. So, well, he said the Kylo Ren bit when he said they were nothing but drunken bums. Like maybe he saw that vision, but they might not be necessarily yeah, true. He's an unreliable narrator uh, with that. And I still think the nearest internet theory to what I think makes sense is that she's um, uh, Anakin, uh, that she is sort of an incarnation of Anakin because there's little subtle hints that could allude to that, like um, her musical overtures um, are very, very similar to Anakin's from the prequel trilogy. There's uh, very similar sort of melodies um, that have been transposed over the top and they do match. Um, that's going really hardcore into the weed sort of yeah yeah I haven't done much over Christmas <laughs> uh, and even her arc is pretty similar um, so the, you reckon at the end Kylo Ren is going to be the good guy you know I think the boat's sailed on that I, the, the big question for me after the film we just saw mm-hmm. right I don't see Kylo Ren dying at the end of the next film I do I, I don't see, like, is there another big bad guy? Like, I don't see him dying and the fr- the throne room scene, one of the best scenes of the film. Absolutely. Like, it shows that that character, you can root for him if given the, you know, even though he killed Han Solo, he didn't kill his mum, did he? See, that's the problem. Uh, Kylo Ren is written like a protagonist. He's written as the underdog who has all the unsurmountable odds to fight against whereas Rey basically gets everything handed to her like a villain so if they'd done the flip reverse in The Last Jedi it would have made a lot of sense it would have given Kylo a chance to redeem himself and uh, Rey to fall into the dark side and maybe have a redemption but now that they're keeping Kylo as the archetypal villain uh, the only way I can see to redeem himself for essentially two sets of borderline genocide is for him to <laughs> sacrifice himself like uh, Vader does at the end of um, Jedi and I think that is the only way it can go for him but there's no how would he sacrifice himself 
what uh, like if they're on an exploding ship because there's no big bad guy now. Is well, there? I think I don't think Snoke's gone for good. Really? Yeah, I think he, his body just falls from the chair. It does, but he uh, is the one who says that he facilitated the Force um, connection between Ray and Kylo, mm-hmm. and right at the end when they're escaping crate. They, it happens oh, once more yeah, time where yeah, Ray's, they look. Ray's leaving and Kylo's uh, picking up the die that were at the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is a subtle hint uh, Snoke still influencing things in the background. Or there could be something else. Potentially, but I think it would be a great shame um, and probably the cr- uh, the film's biggest crime if they wasted Snoke's backstory because he's such an interesting character that um, he deserves it, really. I don't... F- He's not fleshed out enough, for, in my opinion. To but there's potential for it. Not anymore, because he's dead. Uh, well, <laughs> we all thought Obi-Wan was dead until he told Luke how to blow up the Death Star. I think if you're like the sort of the force nature thing, mm. Yoda pops up in this film and I'm like, yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> that when yeah, that's that pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, it's just a good film and it's different. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see like what happens with the hacker because he, he's a very yeah, novel... Yeah, again, that uh, is an end that needs to be tied up. And the at the end, the kid using the force with the broomstick. That like, was dope. I really like that. I'm glad, like... What the, 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 the background of the film does for me is, like, the prequels were about midichlorians and stuff like that, and this film's just like, that was one theory... That's not really how it works. See, that is another reason I freaking love this film is that it uh, justifies the prequels because the idea of the Jedi Order being this pompous um, bourgeoisie uh, organization that mm-hmm. basically just sat around in a chamber room like politicians without where everyone else in the galaxy, like in Tatooine, is starving or is living in poverty, the, the idea that that got torn down um, and Luke is now seeing it for what it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really, really, really good way of justifying what happens in the prequels. I mean, to you would have to have those films first, but have these ones, right? Yeah. But I think there is a difference between the film we've just seen in The Last Jedi and the prequels where Samuel L. Jackson sits in a chair discussing politics, you know? Mm. I feel like this... You have to have the old... the the not-so-good ones to have this really impactful one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also think it's interesting that this is the first time in the new trilogy the the prequels are even referenced. Uh, Luke (laughs) refers to Sidious, uh, well, Palpatine as Sidious, and that's the first time that there's been any nod to the prequels at all in two movies. That's because they're trying to distance themselves from it. That's that's what it is. Which is a shame, in a sense, because although they're they're not very good movies, there is a lot of plot lines which... um, are worth salvaging and adapting. If you, like George Lucas had a vision and that is part of the vision. If you think mm. about it yeah. Uh, with the original trilogy, more people said no to him and then he made loads of money. Yeah. So in the prequel, everyone was more just reliant to say yes. So, you know, that's probably his vision was skewed a bit in the original, but then prequel time came along. He still got to give more of his vision and everyone's just like, yeah, but I think th- why it's probably referenced is because, like, it's the end of Luke, isn't it? Really, like, mm-hmm. and it was where funny when he goes like, "Well, you just expect me to skip in there with a light sword and just you know, laser sword." Yeah, yeah, because that's what 
people who don't like Star Wars call them, isn't well, it? Well, apparently so. in the original script of Star Wars, uh, back in the 70s, that's what George Lucas called them. He called them laser swords. And even if you go to conventions or hear interviews with them now, he still refers to them as laser swords. Have you seen the original trailer for the first Star Wars film, just called Star Wars? I may have a long time ago, but okay. I don't really remember it. Maybe we should, after we record this, we'll we'll do an audio commentary to the first ever Star Wars trailer. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah, uh, because it's very different, and that's all I'll say. Like, wh- whatever you think of it as a whole now, yeah. it's very different. Have you seen the Star Wars Holiday Special? <laughs> um, I have not. But that is something we should definitely do some commentary over. My word. Be- yeah. It's it's something else. Isn't there like multiple minutes of Chewbacca speaking to his mum and there's no... His sub- wife. No subtitles whatsoever. Yep. Uh, he also has a father called Itchy and a son called Lumpy. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's Yeah, George Lucas hates that. It wasn't in his he, control or anything. Yeah, right? he said he wanted to destroy every um, copy of it and just delete it from history. And like even the copies now have like commercial breaks still just a little bit slightly in and stuff, right? Uh, yeah. From what I've heard, anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's The Last Jedi. <laughs> yep, that is The Last Jedi. So, um, hot, hot take a month uh, on is that it's scorcher. just a scorcher of a film. So, what did you think, like, it was a different Luke Skywalker in this film? I think it's the best Luke Skywalker we've ever had. I thought, because friend of the show stead was like it's just not luke skywalker and i was like this is a he's finished with everyone's crap he just you know you know all the myths and lies and stuff he's just ready to phone it in until ray shows the hope and then he's like the number one badass in the whole film Uh you know and i think the other standout scene for me was every carrie fisher scene she's so good in this and the lighting for every every scene of hers is like angelic and yeah. it's just like oh my god did they it's do this on purpose such a shame it's such a real shame that she's not going to be in the next yeah. one and then there's a will they won't they sort of thing like kill her off ultimately they don't and it's like well he didn't want to pull the trigger and I'm not sure how they're going to do that in the next film because apart from Chewbacca C-3PO and R2-D2, she was the only main, main one, wasn't she? Well, there's going to have to be some sort of time jump for this one, I think. Yeah, it's the I, only I, way they're going to get around yeah, it. I agree. If they're going with the whole new generation ending, yeah. then I think, what, five, ten years down the line, sort of. Yeah. Um, although Luke can come back as a force ghost at any time, really. <laughs> Unless he dies between now and then. All I could please hear... Please don't, Mark Hamill. Please don't leave us. Mark ha- Well, he said he was going to leave the Joker role. Uh, from the first game in Batman and he was back for two and three and he said he regrets ever saying he was going to give that up. And then when I heard him act in Star Wars, all I can hear is the Joker voice from now on. That's all I can hear. I know. Oh, Jesus. Talk about getting typecast twice in your career. (laughs) (laughs) It's good that you got two typecasts, not just the one. Yeah, most people only get one. Um, The one... Sorry, I just got loads of thoughts on this film. Such a good film. Finn... Uh, you pull. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it? <laughs> <you pull? laughs> <sighs> He's not here. I'm sure he has thoughts as well. We'll we'll, we'll patch him in for uh, Star patch Wars. Him in. Star Wars Part Three. I should have asked the O2 lady on the phone what she thought about Star Wars. Call her back. <laughs> Just a random call from Manchester as well. Like, oh god. 
Finn's arc in the film, they say it accomplishes nothing. Um, and I like to think it's not nothing, really. Him and Ray aren't with the the Alliance, are they? You know, the... What do they call them? The Resistance. The Resistance. Resistance. So they're only loosely there. And I feel like him trying to help out the Resistance for the whole film, he's like, do I, don't I? Then you get the hacker guy comes on and is like, DJ. oh, look. Is that his name? That's what he's referred to. Okay. Okay. And he shows him there's good and bad size and everyone makes money anyway. By the end of the film where Captain whatever Asthma. her face is. Yeah. Really tall lady. She is. Really tall lady. Uh, when he has the fight with her and she calls him scum and then he goes rebel scum, I feel like his story has been defined in that film now. He is a rebel part of the Alliance, helping everyone. I thought that had already kind of been established, but I get your point. I get your point that it solidifies that. I don't, the first film, he's not really a rebel, is he? He's just against the, you know, the bad yeah. guys. Well, they only refer to them as the rebels again when they're um, on the run from the First Order and the First Order are winning again, so. And then, like, you think from the first film to the second film, he's just been sitting there on that table. Yeah, well, again... Uh, the time difference is minuscule. It's almost like it, you could watch one and then lead straight onto the other. No one thought what Luke was going to do first thing was throw away that lightsaber. I loved that. I <laughs> love that so much. Subverting expectations. That is the basically the backbone of The Last Jedi is that almost every single film is subversive in some way or form. It's like number seven is an homage to the uh, episode three. This one is nothing episode like... Episode four, you mean? Yeah, episode four. You're correct there. It's really confusing. You. This stupid... Ep- four, five, six, one, two, three, seven, eight. <laughs> you sure? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> episode eight is nothing like episode five. It's nothing like the other middle films. It's so different and it's just refreshing to see, I think. Yeah. It's yeah. just good. I think the only reason people have been so salty about it uh, is that, it, that it just doesn't... Um, live up to their expectations which isn't a bad thing i think there are a few misbeats in it i think sometimes the jokes didn't quite land as hard as they could um and the some things would have been better had they been done slightly different for example if we we knew what we know now back then um maybe having leia uh drive the ship into hyperspace into the snoke ship that might have been a better way out I, I, I feel like the sto- even if she passed away, the story she has is probably her strongest... This is her strongest film. I think I everyone think. from the old... Well, the, the two from the old uh, trilogy that are in this is their best roles as their characters. Mm-hmm. And... This, uh, no, when R2-D2... And yeah. oh my god, when he, he plays, plays layers. Like, oh message. god, yeah. It's oh, so, it's so good. Oh, now that's the kind of nostalgia that works because it helps to keep the story moving. Yeah, along. like that's a cheap move. Yeah, god. <laughs> but it's, it's to have petitions saying you know stricken it from the record and stuff. It's just people being butt hurt, and it's like if you don't like it, it's not impacting you the love of the old films, is it? Like. Just don't worry about it. It's not for That's you. That's it. I mean, for me, being an absolute hardcore Star Wars nerd, the canon died the day that um, they said that everything 
from the stories and uh, from the books and the comic books and the games was now Legends. And it, it was disappointing for from a person who spent so much time invested mm-hmm. into getting to know these characters outside of the movies. But at the same time, if you treat it like comic books where you have these characters, but they have different universes, different... Um, different uh, takes. Different takes, exactly. Um, it's not a bad thing. And... Frankly, they're not your characters. You should you shouldn't feel like you have some sort of ownership over yeah, their their destinies. You are a passive in this experience. So it's and if you like it that much, it's good to be critical. But absolutely, some, sometimes it's just to be like, well, it's not for me. Yeah, like I love Batman. I'm look forward to seeing what a new actor brings to Batman. I can be critical of it. But if it's not going to be like, well, fucking Ben Affleck ruins it, you know. You're going to have to get a timestamp on that, oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> God. But yeah, I, I think just it's not for More people should just say it's not for me. And that's probably, you know. Well, that if that was the case, then there'd be no wars or yeah. anything else in the world. <sighs> and on that simple note, I think it's time to talk about our track of the week, which comes track of the week, which comes from Southampton's Arid Wave, who last summer released their EP Dead Friends. Um, you can catch them at the Joiners at the end of this month on the twentieth of January for Outsider Fest. So go and check them out there. And off that EP, let's play Tiger Lily. Tiger Lily. Yeah. Okay. Go for it.
And that was Tiger Lily by Arid Wave off their EP, Dead Friends. Go and check them out now on Spotify, Bandcamp, and all those musical goodnesses. That was, that was good. I like that. Yeah, it's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, what's your favourite part of that song? Uh, I like the way it starts, middle, and ends. Oh, great. Okay. okay. <laughs> but Not yeah, thanks for the guys for letting us play that. And be sure to check them out at Outsider Fest at the Joiners. Not as emo as the last song we featured. No, uh, it's definitely uh, a bit more grungy this time. Grungy? Yeah. A bit more ener- grunge energy. Grunge Grenergy. Yeah. Uh, don't put that in a, in a drink. I thought it is some sort of suppository. Okay. Well, I'm putting that up wherever it goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When in doubt, get it out. Oh, don't do that at an STD clinic. Trust me. They don't <laughs> like that. Speaking from experience. Oh, geez. Um, I was waiting for another phone call, but do you have anything else to talk about? <laughs> what else have we got to talk about? So you talked a little bit last week about uh, all the things that you're looking forward to coming out in 2018. Yeah. Is there one thing that encapsulates what you're excited about in 2018. One thing which, if you could take everything else out, would make 2018 a good year for you. What I So I'm predicting what I think I will like this year. Yeah, what's okay. really got your uh, your geese a gander? The Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch CGI film. I didn't know anything <laughs> about it, oh, but as soon no. as I saw that, I was like... Oh, no. <laughs> I was more perplexed by that. Like, what, what, why, why? Jim Carrey's film's good, but you don't need another one. Yeah. But we'll wait and see, won't we? We'll wait and see. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Who knows? Um, Who knows? This this year, when I think about it, Spider-Man game is probably going to be really high on my list uh-huh. uh, ever since the original trilogy based on the films that I've always liked the Spider-Man games. But... The one film which I'm definitely going to see more than once, whether it's good or bad, is Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a good one, I think. Yes. So that is the culmination of this Thanos thing that's been going on ever since the beginning, correct? Thanos thing, trademark, copyright. So, like, when did he first pop up? Avengers uh, post-credit trailer back in 2012. So six years, six years of in the making. Cock teasing. Multi phases, multiple phases, multi phases, multiple phases spanning different hints and you know tidbits here and there, and this is the culmination. Don't screw it up. It should be good. Fingers crossed. I think the only thing that could let it down is if they try and jam too much into a short amount of time because there is an awful lot of characters to fit in this film. This is not the best time for you to jump in to the Marvel Universe yeah. if you haven't seen any of the other films. Yeah, there's a lot you need to plough through before you get to this. Just the trailer looks like Spider-Man's on the school bus and then Thor's in this weird circular contraption. And, and he's and only got like one that. eye. Yeah. <laughs> And no hammer, and yeah, yeah and his hair short, and Iron Man and Captain America are running through a jungle, and you know, yeah, this film I hope is really good. The only thing I can see being a problem, they're going to leave it on a cliffhanger oh, or yeah. some sort of thing. But then Ant Man is t- literally two months later, so what's going to happen there? Is that going to take place before? Or I'm sure all these questions will be answered, and it won't really be that big of a feeling. Thing. Uh, I just don't want it to be three hours long and then there to be 
wait till next time sort of thing. I don't think so. I think because originally it was meant to be Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. Uh, they brought that down to one because I think they were banking on the Fox takeover so they can fit the X-Men into... They've the already they've already wrapped filming the, the, the other untitled film though. They yeah, but they they can always fit in last minute changes. Uh, yes, but they've al- they filmed both films back to back. So just because it's not called Part 1 and 2 now... It is still coming out next year. Are you th- saying they can't fit in a Hugh Jackman Wolverine cameo at some point? Well, in the he's not going to do that anyway. He said he I would. He said the only reason he would come back to the Wolverine character is if he could be in Avengers. I don't... It's going to happen! I've heard of reshoots, but I don't think they would somehow... They hey, man- look, here's Wolverine! In the space of a month and a half, they managed to completely remove Kevin Spacey from a movie and replaced him with another actor. Really? Yeah. What was that? Uh, the well, I can't even remember what it's called, but one that came out very recently. Um, his All his scenes were completely uh, re- uh, re- shot with uh, Christopher Plummer um, playing his character. What I'm saying is, I've heard of reshot, reshoots and things like that, but I don't think with the amount going on in these films, they can shoehorn him in. To, uh, even if he was in and just like, oh, well, there's a bad guy, he gets the final slash and then jumps back out. I don't think that's how they would introduce the X-Men either. If you get what I mean? I would say it's highly unlikely with what they have set up. I think there will be some allusion to them to set them up for Phase 4 as part of the... Post-credit sequence next year Avengers film. If you think of Spider-Man... He, you know, was teased in Civil War for about five minutes. He was in that fight scene, ten minutes. Yeah, about ten minutes. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Good film. Haven't seen it yet. It's, it's very good. Okay. Very good. Um, I think we still don't know how this is going to work. And I think the vision those two brothers have for this Avengers film and the next film, Disney believe in. And I don't think that they're going to shoehorn X-Men in like that. I think they will. Okay, well, that, that is my argument. Then we better make the most of this year's X-Men films and Deadpool because if they start tinkering, then we're not going to get any of them anymore, are we? I think that's going to be the case. I think now that Disney owns all those characters, you can say goodbye to R-rated Deadpool. R-I-P. I, I wouldn't say necessarily that it's goodbye, but highly unlikely. Great bye. For them, it probably was. Yep. What are you looking forward to, Thomas? What am I looking forward to? I am looking forward to many things, tantamount of which... What? Is that a film? No, that's a that's a word. Okay. Is um, probably Jurassic World, The Lost Kingdom. Do, 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 <laughs> do, do, do. Exactly. Um, and the game that's coming along with it, um, which is just a clone <laughs> of Operation Genesis. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I haven't seen anything of the game, but the... A Jurassic Park RTS. What more could you want? I mean, Roller Coaster Tycoon has been done. Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yep. So why do you even need an RTS anymore? Because dinosaurs. I I mean, those RTS games are probably just going to be like, you're going to build a park and then it breaks out and then you've got to fix it, right? What more could you want from a game? You're gonna keep. <laughs> I think we want different things from our video games. Uh, well, I only play good games, oh, okay. and you play Zelda. So, what is that really? Well, it takes one to know one. Um, 
Jurassic World does look good. It does look good. I was surprised at Jurassic World uh, 1. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, and the trailer, which shows Blue still alive. Mm-hmm. I was optimistic. And then the volcano scene happens, and I'm just like, well, I don't see how they're going to get out of this one. So I'd be like to see. But we'll have to wait for the film, won't we? I'm intrigued. Have you always liked Jurassic Park, then? Yeah, I've always been obsessed with dinosaurs. Since the last episode, I've actually got dinosaurs tattooed on my arm. Oh, so. where? Let's have a look. There you go. No one can see this. What is... Oh, there is... Yeah, there's, there's a Stegosaur. Stegosaurus. Uh, uh, Pterodactyl. Pterodactyl. Uh, and multiple shadows. And what's the one at the front? A Brachiosaurus. A brach- yeah. It's uh, not got any feathers on it, though, like scientists are now claiming dinosaurs have. Yeah, they say they have a downy fluff on them, don't they? Um, Do you support this or not? I... Trust what the paleontologists say. Okay, okay. But if you wanted to do a dinosaur paleontology themed episode, then hit me up because okay. that's always dinosaurs. that's always that's always uh, a possibility in the future. But speaking of the future, um, <laughs> I am also looking forward to all the exciting stuff that Upside Down Shark will be doing in 2018. You can expect plenty more episodes coming out. Um, we will try our best to deviate from the usual schedule and bring you all sorts of new shiny things to look forward to. I never agreed to any of this, but... Of course you did. So expect more videos, more live content, maybe? Hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. uh, You can expect Mm -hmm. all the quality dank memes that we publish on all our social media channels. Uh, Interviews, new music, all that shiny goodness. So, yeah. If there's memes and stuff that may look like I don't have anything to do with. You could probably gather I had nothing to do with them. They don't know you well enough. This they do. They <laughs> don't. You're the one that says content five times a day. I just love all that content. Oh. And you do too, don't you, dear listeners? Is this it's the not end? Just me. Is this the end of the episode? I think it's probably a good idea to wrap okay. this up before we ruin it. Before we ruin this auditory masterpiece. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I think that's one to chalk up in the books. My dog's now trying to claw Tom to get his attention. That's pretty funny. (laughs) 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 Bitches Um, love me. Thank you uh, for joining me on the first non-solo podcast of 2018. It's been a pleasure. It's (laughs) been a pleasure. Um, That was a great episode 12. It's probably the best episode 12 I've ever done. uh, Thank you. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. And I'll, I'll join. I'll see you next week for the best ever episode thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. At least second best. <laughs> uh, UpsideDownShark.com. Follow us there. Keep up to date. Keep it sharky. That's not a good tagline. Keep it sharky. Well, there we are. Time's getting on. Ah. We're gonna be hitting the old dusty trail. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Woo! Woo!